Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. It's true. This is Fantasy Focus Baseball for Monday, June 10th, 2019. He is indeed league winner Tristan. I am Uber driver Eric. Joining us today, the versatile Kyle Sapi, perhaps a bit on edge about a certain basketball game tonight. Let's as, go. As well as editorial watchdog Tom Carpenter, who sits quietly in the corner editing, judging. Uh, on today's show, an Astros prospect gets the call. A former Astros pitcher finds work, more injuries, more combo meals, close a carousel, and later on, mirrored hash browns. Hope everybody had a nice weekend. Tristan, how you doing? Doing well. It was a beautiful weekend. At least in the Northeast it was. <laughs> I think it was in most places. How about you? Uh, all's well. You might think we talked about this before the show, but we don't. Did <laughs> we you just... get, did you, I want to know, though. It's This is the most important more than any of the news. Did you get some quality hammock time in? I did. <laughs> I did. I, I busted out the hammock for the I first time. I was worried about you. Year. You need to have some quality hammock time there. You know. I right? did. And you know what I did? Like You'd appreciate this. So I, I Sometimes I just can't watch my baseball team play because the announcers are just so terrible, <laughs> including like my favorite player as a kid who's just not a good announcer. And so I listened to the radio and I put the radio on and I'm on my hammock and it's sunny and everything is well and nice. And then the bullpen comes in um, and they lose. <laughs> but it was a good day. So you was, came in in relief for your own team? I kind of, you know, you, you might as well pitch for them in the sixth, seventh inning. See, yeah. now you don't do this because your team has like 12 good right-handed relievers <laughs> and, and a former lefty. You should have won a Cy Young. Hey, but my like, team had a disconcerting week. So we could we could rant on and on about our teams. If we want. That, about a team that's playing without their best player and still going to win 100 games. That's not a good road trip, period. I can't believe that people are talking about yesterday. It's like, oh, there's a key win. No, come on. That was a bad road trip. It was, but it's you won the game. Your team found a way to win that game oh, Sunday. Oh, two games. My team found a way to lose the game. <laughs> I mean, I can't say my team's making the playoffs. Phillies, your team is making the playoffs. I, I don't think whining. that your team is in any worse position to make the playoffs than mine is. Oh, my God. It's, that's standing. a divisional thing. That's just uh, a divisional thing. That's, that's a ridiculous it. statement, and you know it. I, oh. I know. Look, I think both teams are making it, but... Because it, the Braves just picked up a starting pitcher, which is part of our news that we're getting to now. It's sure. us. <laughs> but I'd rather talk about the Astros prospect first. Um, Yay! <laughs> so would I. Because I, I don't think much of Dallas Keuchel statistically. I'll be honest. Like, we'll get to that. But Jordan Alvarez, I think, is a monster. I Like, if you said to me Jordan Alvarez or, like, Eloy Jimenez the rest of the season. I'd have to think about it. And Vlad, like you put all three of those American League sluggers. Now, I don't think Alvarez is going to get like Hurid, where he only gets two, three weeks and then they demote him again. That's my new verb for Keston Hurid being foolishly demoted after <laughs> three right. weeks. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I made that up on the fly. I, uh, I but, but I do kudos. think, don't you think Jordan Alvarez could be like a 15 homer guy in three months who bats 300? He looks awesome. Yeah, and that's, I'll be honest with you, I think that might be setting a low bar based on the slugging percentage you had in the minors. What was it, over 700? Well, I mean, they're using the ridiculous baseball in AAA, yeah. too. Yes, yes. But, like, if I said to you, Alvarez or Eloy, you'd have to think about it. Wouldn't you? And Eloy hit a couple homers this weekend that, like, he just flicked out of the wrist. Like, he yeah. looks like a future 40 home run guy. 
I, I see where you're going with it, and and there's reason for optimism here. But there, there's always in fantasy the need to pump the brakes a little bit on the young prospects because a large number of them do struggle, and it's completely unpredictable. And Vlad had a really rough first. What was it, ten games or so? Vlad, Eloy, Alvarez. I can't believe Alvarez is not on our most added list. That that that's got to be. Within days. I think I, I think it's the the proximity to when his call up was. This, this is the thing that, that that grabs me about the Alvarez the timing for the Alvarez call up is that this was so obviously a super two move and we don't see those these days. They're all about trying to gain that extra year of control. This was clearly a super two thing. So when you and I talked about Alvarez a month ago and we we're trying to determine whether he'd come up or Tucker, it had nothing to do with forty man roster. It had to do with super two arbitration. And by the way, you know you can complain all you want about it, not you particularly, but. Those are the rules. The players allowed these rules. That was in the bargaining. It'll be changing. It will. I be hope changing. it'll be changing. It's but like, change. They don't have to do that. They don't. Asher did not have to call him up two months ago when he was ready. It's up to them. Mm-hmm. So you know, complain all you want about the delay and Vlad and and this and Hura being demoted again. That could be for money reasons too. This is this is a business. I don't care how much money owners have. This is allowed, so they're allowed. Anyway, Jordan Alvarez, I. Top fifty outfit the rest of the year. You want, you don't want to go that high, do you? I, I want to. I'm I'm saying that the the realist here, you know, trying to trying to build a, a basic set of projection based on not just the AAA numbers in a hitting friendly league says he's probably more likely to fall out of that group. I probably will rank him in my top fifty. I think there is reason to get on board. I, I I'd have to think you do too. I think he and Eloy should be top fifty outfitters. Um, let's talk Dallas Keuchel briefly. He's a brave now. Uh, signing after our last show, which is Thursday. We're a Monday-Thursday show for as long as they let us. Um, you know, Keiko's not a big strikeout guy, but going to the National League should add some strikeouts because the pitchers just don't make contact. Um, I assume he pitches in about a week, maybe two, and he's not replacing anybody you're already rostering. But what kind of ups- I like his, What kind of upside is there? Is he a top 50 starter the rest of the season? I don't think he is. I think he might be just based on who's in that 45 to 50 group, but I agree with you that the, at least his, his past history, he doesn't miss bats. He relies on ground balls and minimizing hard contact. That's something that's going to play more to matchups than regular fantasy play. So yeah, I, I, it, I'll throw 55 as the number. And I, I do wanna... think it's going to be two to three turns in the minors before he gets called up. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I feel like this would be an opportunity for us to name game because people are excited about Kaiko and maybe they shouldn't be. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear a name game. Hidly hodly. Diddly doolittle. What? The dilly of a pickle. Diddly doodly Ned Flanders. Dilly wall. The dilly of a pickle. I say diddly doodly da da da. The dilly of a pickle. We can't do the drop. With all the diddly delight birds. The dilly of a pickle. Come on. Diddly diddly do. Whatever, you know. That's an even dillier of a pickle. You just dilly dallied your way into another thing. Got a name for you. I'm Sultan of Stat. Bro Stat. Dog Stat. I have kids of Stat. Hamster of Stat. Wife Stat. Goldfish of Stat. Mrs. of Stat. Something's wrong with you. Want to play a little game of trash, Tristan here? Are you singing that? We're having an intervention. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It never fails to make me smile and laugh. And and don't we all need more laughter in our lives? I believe we do. You know, smiling is a good thing. Laughing is a good thing. We need more hammocks. I was thinking about adding one in my yard yesterday. No one in my house. In your wait, you have one in your house. No, uh, my new house. It's outside. That's where hammocks go. Now, is your said in your house? Is it attached? To the trees, or is it a freestanding? Freestanding. We only have one tree in our backyard, so I'd make for a tough hammock situation. Yeah, we got oh, two small it. trees. I you know, might have to do the freestanding. Maybe you could care less. I don't know. Hey, but. it could be. 
I think it's I could not care doesn't. less, Eric. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't wrong. I look, we discussed this. That's the only thing we did discuss before the show. We didn't plan for yeah, the no, show. Yeah, no, we hammered that yeah. out though. We, but, we made uh, sure to get the grammatical stuff out. He of He said first. could care less, and I'm like, no, that's technically not what you mean. Um, Kygo's not making my top fifty. I mean, I'm looking at your yeah. rankings here. Go for it. Andrew Heaney and John Lester, you have a 50 and 51. There's no way I would take Keiko over either of them. And Lester may be trending in the wrong direction, Heaney going up, but like they strike people out and they have a track record and they're not learning a new league and no. But do you agree? I yeah I agree they do need to be behind be behind those two. There are cases I can make for that uh, Heaney injuries, Lester the the <laughs> decline he had in the second half last year, but he has put up some premium numbers. The other thing too is after this missed time, we do have to consider the possibility that Keuchel is not his typical self. Uh, it did happen at guys last season. Oh, I've more than considered that. Yeah. You have uh, Jay Happ at sixty one. I'd have him higher. I'd take Happ over Keuchel. Yeah, and and Hap will probably move into that range of Lester and Heaney, and and I agree that that he should be ahead of. Keuchel. I mean, apparently, I'm only using lefties here. Joey Lucchese, definitely, I would take him. So I don't think he's going to be in your top sixty. Um, who else here? It doesn't have to be a lefty. Like Sonny Gray looked fine on Sunday. I was watching. I was listening. Mm-hmm. But he's pitching well, and somehow that Red Staff is just not giving up home runs. I would yeah. take Gray, like Chris Archer, still a strikeout guy. It's a fatty rain whip. But Archer's it, a good rank comp, not stuff. They're they're completely different. <laughs> right, lefty case, not case. Uh, but I think that that's a good value based comp. I take Stephen. You have Stephen Matz seventy six. I would take Matz over Keuchel. I'm just I'm not a Matz guy. You know, we've talked Matz ad nauseum on the show. I understand that, but like Matz and Pablo Lopez, if you remove their one bad start, and I know you can't, it all counts. But they've been fine this year. If you just remove the ten run games, I, I'm I'm sorry in advance. I hate that approach. I do too. But it tells me, look, you never have a bad day. Of course you do. I've seen your bad days. Bad. <laughs> You've heard my bad days. I've heard one seen of them. them every Monday and Thursday. I hear them. But the point is, like they had a bad game. Pablo yeah. Lopez allowed ten runs in a game, and Matt didn't get out. Didn't get an out against Philly. The rest of their seasons, their ERA is like three even. Mm-hmm. Like, that tells me, okay, maybe they had a bellyache, maybe they argued with their wife. I don't know, that they had a bad game. I have bad days, yeah. and I my performance reflects it. I'll I'll give you three guys, and then I know I'd put them ahead of. Okay, let's hear that. All right. Uh, mm, as I blank you immediately. Can't even name three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marcus Stroman. Oh, yeah, sure. It, well, no, Stroman's had a pretty decent year. but he's going number 79. That's not even, like, someone you have to roster. There, there are people who like Stroman. Uh, I apparently am not one of them. Rick Porcello and Frankie Montas. <laughs> Whoa, Frankie Montas yep. is striking everybody out. Why don't you like him? Because, well, there's two reasons. One is the 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 fact that the A's don't have the best schedule for pitchers coming up, and the other is that he's going to face an innings cap, and that's going to tie to another question. And I'm very shocked that people aren't talking about this. Mm. Uh, Kevin Gosman's been anointed the guy bumped from the rotation. Why? Good. Why? Terrible. I get it now, but does this signing not signal to you that the Mike Soroka and Max Fried innings caps are going to play a part? Yes, I do think Mike Soroka is on the Chris Paddock timetable. I will give you that. Soroka's probably not pitching in September. But if they're in first place in September, and I think they might be, like, how can you not? Like, Soroka's just getting a DL stint any day. Right. And he's getting two weeks off around the All-Star break. They'll be funny business. That's my point. Yes, they'll be funny business. But, like, I'd rather have the funny business around Paddock and Soroka that Kevin Gosman's ERA is 615. They, they should pavetta him and put him in the minors for a sure, month. Sure. Like, and maybe they'll fix that. 
Maybe that'll fix it. I do think he has good stuff, and at times he can give you a productive month or two, and more to a major league team than to a fantasy team. But I, I do think that this signals the Braves are going to that, let's shuffle them around like, like the Padres have been doing. Sure. The fantasy focus baseball, where we just make players name verbs. They're going to Pavetta him. <laughs> <laughs> you say we. It. There's only one person on this podcast that's done that so far. We've made names adjectives. I've done that. You choose Fair verbs. Enough. I choose adjectives. Okay, there you go. Right, well, now we are going to read something from SeatGeek. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? It is as if they're so big they can get away with not caring about the customer experience. So what if their site is annoying, doesn't have the events you want? Hello, status quo. The real question is how easy could it be if those ticketing sites actually cared? With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, SeatGeek proves there's a better way. Search sports, live music, comedy, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. In an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek decided to stand out from the crowd. They built the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for the perfect seat and start enjoying it. Why is SeatGeek better than the rest? A quick look at the App Store shows more than 50,000 five-star reviews. How's that for customer satisfaction? It's just a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web, and it rates each deal on a scale of 1 to 10. Finally, SeatGeek displays them on an interactive seat map. Breaks down the details for you. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. And every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets with confidence. And by the way, we all have the SeatGeek app on our phones, and it's by far the easiest and fastest way to find tickets. In fact, a member of this show, whose name will not be named, used SeatGeek just a couple weeks ago to meet me at a baseball game, and then he ate a turkey. Um, what was it called? A uh, A big turkey stick wing thing, you know. Anyway, it was very good. Anyway, uh, SeatGeek will even give you $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use the promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code FFB for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code FFB for $10 off your first purchase. Why is the name escaping me? I'm like It's a turkey head, clearly. Yeah, a turkey, it, was a, it was a deep-fried turkey head. A big turkey wing. What is it called? It was a turkey-fried Oreo. Okay. <laughs> Closer Carousel. <laughs> the Closer Carousel. Wade Davis is back, so Scott Oberg, who's really good, is now a setup man. Um, Wade Davis is fine. I don't have him in my top ten closers, but he's close. You know he's getting 30 saves if he stays healthy. Luke Jackson, uh, he blew the save yesterday, but there's no sign anyone else in Atlanta's bullpen is getting save, and they're not getting Kimbrell now. I think Luke Jackson's saving 30, uh, 30 games a season. Tristan does not. Uh, well... Mm. Hey, you don't have to. Yeah, I could, I, no, I could get on board with that. They're, they're oh, just, now you're on board after three days. The last time we talked about him, I was on board, so. I, I, I do think th- you were on board on Thursday. Can we play that back? I think you were like, he's bad, he's gonna lose the job. To who? I don't know. Kevin Gosman? Yeah, this is the problem is, I, look, I do think Tuki Tassand has the stuff to, to overtake him. I, I prefer, Ooh. I prefer his raw stuff. He's a I don't think it's gonna too. happen. And by the way, that, that's not who they're using as a setup guy. They're using Sean Newcomb and Anthony Swarzak primarily. I, oh, yeah, I just yeah. there isn't competition right now. Greg Holland has one save in five weeks. I, that's just unbelievable to me, and it's not like he lost the job. Their setup core is particularly problematic, and I, know, I think but that's like this is the most unluckiest thing you could have yeah. for a, a, a like, legit closer. It's working for your for your team, and it's not working for the Diamondbacks. Now, granted, a little different overall structure taking the bullpen out of the equation, but still. I'm working for my team. I, I have him in several leagues, and I feel like, hey, I made a good call. He's back. He's doing well. But the, it, doing but the well. lack of bridge is what I mean. Your One team save. has a complete lack of bridge, and they have a complete lack of bridge. I, right I can't. I benched him wherever I could. One save in five weeks? It's ridiculous. Yeah. The other one, by the way, who's getting surprisingly a few chances is Felipe Vazquez. 
Yes. Similar reasons. Like, Kansas yep. City's bad. Baltimore's bad. But, like, Arizona's a 500 team. Yeah. Pittsburgh's same thing. Like, yep. this is ridiculous. Like, this is a weird season for closers. First of all, very, very little turnover. All right. So, like, I have a league in which I need to have two relief pitcher spots. And I have, I have Greg Holland in one of them. And he's doing nothing. I might as well use Matt Barnes or, or a good setup man. One save in five weeks. And finally this week, I've just put starting pitchers in my relief spots. Martin Perez is in there. I can't remember who the other guy is. I'm like, I'm tired of this. I lose saves literally every week because of Holland. And I, the second spot has been like, I've been a Boston reliever at times, a Tampa Bay reliever at times, a Leclerc, who I drafted. I like, um. It's I, I'm tired of dealing with this. There's too many teams. It's like a third of the league, Tristan. It's just yeah. not getting saved chances for their guys. And and the other is that, in, including some of the third you mentioned, almost a half is doing some sort of closer by committee approach. I think but, this should be a column by you. This, well, I'll have to take a look at this because uh, now compare I, this I to think, last. Compare this to recent seasons. A oh, third yeah, actually, of the, a third of the teams are just not giving their closers save chances. I will, yeah, because uh, and, and I, I noticed this myself because I was trying to make the anti Orioles uh, comment in the closer chart uh, today, and I, I couldn't do it because the Orioles were not down at the very bottom in terms of generating overall team chances this season, which I found very odd. You'll look at their total number of saves is down near the bottom, but not the opportunities in the ninth innings of the traditional ones. I would bet that listeners of the show would, would dispute that there's been a lot of turnover, though. But I think you're right, because at the top tier, they've been pretty rock solid. They have. I think Kimbrell investors might be disappointed. The Cubs are not giving a lot of save chances to their closers. I, I think they will. I think that's going to correct itself a little bit. It but I, I see what I see your point. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's two bullpens I want to ask you about quickly. Yes. I want to ask you about the Marlins, and I want to ask you about the Mariners, what to do with those two. You know what? You could say that Sergio Roma lost the role yesterday getting getting pounded for four runs in the ninth inning, but I don't see who they're going to give it to. And I don't see Roma getting traded because nobody's dumb enough to trade for Sergio Romo. So he's going to get 15 more saves. He's going to end up with more than 20 saves, I think. I, and, and I'd agree that I, I don't think that this is an imminent change, but he hasn't pitched all that effectively lately. And if the Marlins are pressed into making a change over the next week or two, based on more poor performance. Nick Anderson has become an interesting pitcher. I, I guess he has, but like, I don't agree with your point. He just got lit Sunday. He wasn't pitching poorly. He had a good May, Sergio Romo. He, he didn't, he, he had an all right May. He did not have a great May. It's good enough for the team with the, to yes. lose 95 games. Yes, 20. and that's why I think they're going to keep him in there. I, I think that, that there's too much is being made that he's lost the job based on that one game. I don't agree with that notion, Seattle, but I don't think he's pitched well. I, you know, I, there's a lot of talk about Hunter Strickland coming back and getting their role, but who cares? Like, Rowanis Elias has gotten so few save chances because the team loses three out of every four games now. Like, I want to view Hunter Strickland the way I do, like, Michael Givens, uh, Baltimore. I, I just, or, um, Kansas City's Ian Kennedy, who's clearly their closer, but he's getting two save chances a month. Like, what's mm-hmm. the point in dealing with these teams? And American agree, League teams. There's a lot of buzz about trying to add Strickland, and I think this is the desperation angle for saves. So you're throwing away a lot of your fat because he has an injury history and a, and a history of inconsistency. No save chances for the Mariners this entire month. Yeah. It's, and that's not a fluke. They're bad. Um, let's do the combo meals. They're good. Hey, it's a combo meal! Christian Yelich did it on Thursday. Man, that MVP race between Yelich and Cody Bellinger is going to be kind of interesting, honestly. <laughs> like, they're both yeah. just having monster seasons. Yep. Um, Friday was Josh Reddick and Fernando Testis Jr. Now, I would have lost my Vampire League matchup 5-5 if I had been allowed to activate Tatis um, on Monday 
from the injured list and put him in my lineup for Hero. I would have lost 5-5. Five, five. I ended up losing 6-4. But, man, that angers me. And, and I, I tried to activate Nelson Cruz in a league, and I was like a minute late because what was the move? It was Hero getting demoted. Yep. Like, man, I and I lost that league 6-4. It would have been a 5-5 five, five tie, which would have mattered there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's on me, too. And Kyle Seager the, there was no, I remember you and I were texting about this because this got me with a, I, I believe it was a different player in another league, the, the inability to activate it. And that's the rules, the inability yeah, to activate the IL guy. Well, it is in some cases. There's some leagues where it's five minutes. It's not like to the minute of the game. If the game starts at 4.05, it locks at 4 o'clock. I, I, right, right, I like right. locking first day of, you know, first game, not for of your team, not like... Of the whole league, but there, but even in that situation, there was nothing you could do with the Hira activation. So then the question becomes: Do you allow players on the teams that aren't playing at that time in the first game? Do you allow them to? to I don't switch? know. I mean, there's there's the weekly versus daily debate as well. I right. prefer a weekly because it's less work, and I'm not 25 anymore. But uh, you know, and I don't want to be up at midnight picking up players and. You know, I, 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 like you and I have an Otno league. I, I do mm-hmm. it a couple of days in advance sometimes. Yep. You know, if that means I miss out, JD Martinez missed the entire weekend. If I miss out on that, then, you know, so be it. But like, I tried to get him out for the doubleheader when I figured out he was, he was out. I couldn't, but the guy I was going to put in did nothing. Although Ian Desmond finally stole his first base. So uh, b- briefly on common meals, any interest here? T- uh, so T should be active in all leagues. Kyle Seeger, anything there? Did, I, lo- I love that you just declared Tatis a uh, must start. He has I, to be, of course. You don't agree? No, I, I, I'm, I'm on board. I'm just a little surprised that it's so automatic. Well, I don't know why. I mean, he's really I'm, good. I, I'm with. You. I, I think that the the Padres are a, a very different offense with him as their leadoff man. They've been using Greg Garcia, and I want the guy who can go deep. I'm oh, not going to take the walks. I want the I want the guy who can go it's deep. I'm Greg with you. Greg Garcia's leading off is just ridiculous. Managers are still making some of the most. Idiotic moves I've ever seen with their bullpens, with their lineups, with their ro- way they roster, and maybe that's a GM. But you know, a guy's at 95 pitches, he has to come out of the game for the next after the next batter. Why? Some pitchers can go 110. Some pitchers can only go 90. Every pitcher's different. Why is 100 pitches have to be when the bear comes out and removes you from the game? It's and you're dumb. ranting in a week where we had an awful lot of complete games. And by the way, I'm watching that Yanni Ch- uh, Ch- uh, Chirinos game against the Red Sox where he went eight deep. Wow. I love that. But like, there were a couple of managers who let their pitchers go to like, I think 115 pitches. Uh huh. Like, I think Jason Vargas could throw 115 pitches. He could probably throw 140 and be fine for his next outing. But Brad Peacock can't. So like, every pitcher is uh-huh. different. So the way Aaron Noll was removed from Sunday's game, look, if they don't win that division, it's a new manager next year. I'm just saying like, the, the pitch count argument, Okay, I understand protecting your pitchers and 100 pitchers is what we've just decided on because it's a nice round number. But for Aaron Noah, it might be 107 or it might be 97. I don't know. <laughs> I just I, it's it's tough to yeah. That's anyway, why I love the I cheat codes. That's why we I mentioned Chirinos because I love the cheat codes. I like Chirinos. I love them and I, I like he's the guy. Chirinos and Martin Perez are the two relief pitcher starting pitcher eligibles I have in my lineup in that league, and I've fallen to like tenth place in that league for some reason, mainly because of like Matt Carpenter and half my offense doesn't hit. And then also because I blow saves every week. Anyway. But non-start um, bulk guys is what I'm talking you about. You win, Vampire? No, I got slaughtered. I, I, I ended up losing like 6-4. It was close. But like the guy didn't have a starting pitcher. And he didn't understand why I didn't have relievers active. And my thought was, well, why would I? I'm going to lose saves anyway. And I actually did win whip. I had all starting pitchers and he had zero and I won whip. So wow. there you go. Um, well didn't help any. What was I talking about before? Oh, my blog today. It's a bit of a downer, but like Joey Votto is on pace for 35 RBI. I love this topic. 
You know what? That's that's it the is, saddest yes. number. That makes me sad because I would win, I think, the league where I have Votto in if I just had a normal hitter or even last year's Votto. If I had last year's Votto, I'd be up 15 points in this league. Yeah, but I I'm really not. can't believe he got worse. I, and, I, and there are going to be people out there who say at his age you should have expected. No, 35 RBI? Come on. To that's get awful. worse than last year? Really? OPS is down 100 points. He's he, he He's... he's Choking up on the bat like he's Larry Boa from 1975 or Chris Spire or Tim Foley, these little shortstops who couldn't hit. Chris Spire. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, anyway, it's sad. Like, so anyway, I picked out other, thi- other numbers for, for hitters. Yeah. That saddened me. Like, either, I, mostly because I'm relying on this player and they're not doing what I thought they would. I thought Vada go 20-80. He's going to go 10 and 35. The Ian Desmond st- finally stole a base on Sunday or Saturday. Against Matt, and only because it was on a three-two pitch, and Brendan Rodgers struck out. Only reason Ian Desmond finally stole his first base of the season. There's some unbelievable numbers here. I don't want to give them all away because it's yeah. in the column. But like Jeff McNeil, like he stole like eight bases last year in a third of the season. I thought, all right, he's going to steal twelve to fifteen. He's zero for four. <laughs> and Jose Ramirez is the fantasy bust of the year. But if you add yeah. up his Somebody home has- runs, steals, and runs last year. He had 183 of them in 157 games. You know what those numbers add up to right now? Oh boy, it's, it's barely bad. what Votto's pace is for RBI. Anyway, I don't want to oh. give it all away, but it's the Jose Ramirez. Look, if you want to drop Jose Ramirez, I like I wouldn't because at least he's going to steal 25 to 30 bases. But if you want to drop Joey Votto in a mixed league, be my guest. Honestly, I could name a lot of guys to pick up for Joey Votto. It's it's point. what what are you getting for them? Howie Tatis Kendrick is coming off the you aisle. Pick up Howie somebody. Kendrick. Howie Kendrick for Joey Votto. I'm advocating. I oh, never oh, thought. Oh, okay, but 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 I'm going back to your Ramirez comment. I mean, it's very different That's between Ramirez different. and Votto. That's a little different. Um, all right, what are we doing now? Oh, we got to talk about the schedule for the next couple of days because otherwise, who will? Uh, in today's schedule, um, everything's at night. ESPN Plus has Tanner Anderson of Oakland. Not real sure who that is against Charlie Morton. Um, Jason Vargas pitcher. You wouldn't use Jason Vargas at Yankee Stadium, but he has pitched well for those in NL onlys. I'm just saying. Um, watch out for the weather in New York and Philadelphia and Boston. It is raining. Um, Sandy Alcantara at home against St. Louis. Two start week. Tried to add him in tout mixed. I got outbid because I'm cheap and I don't bid any numbers there. Uh, but Sandy Alcantara, it's not a lot of strikeouts. That's the thing yeah. I get. Like there's a difference between him and Pablo Lopez. Alcantara doesn't strike anybody out. Yeah. Anyway. And I like Kyle's note about that, uh, where he decides to pick and choose the starts he wants to. The last three starts, not against the Nationals, 22 <laughs> innings, nine hits, one earned run. My job, <laughs> professional number bender over here. I, you know what though? Uh, he was on my list of the two start values out there in a lot of leagues. So yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, also a decent chance at the W here because he's facing Waka and St. Louis with their rotation in the state that it's in with the injuries. You know, they're, they're, they're struggling a bit. They're, they're asking too much of their bullpen. Tuesday on ESPN Plus is Trevor Bauer at home against uh, the other Ohio team. Now, Bauer's ERA over the past, like, month or so is over four. He's walking people. I, like, sometimes, like, I look at a player and I say, I've got to trade that guy away now because in a week it will be too late. Are we looking at that for Bauer? I feel like if you were going to trade him and, and kind of reap the rewards of where he was being valued in the preseason or early May, say, you're already behind the curve. I'm, I'm going to stick with Bauer. Bauer versus James Paxson, rest of the season. Uh, Bauer, I, I'm worried that Paxson has another DL st- or IL stint at some point. Uh, Paxson faces Zach Wheeler on ESPN on Tuesday. Anything else of interest on Tuesday? Still a bunch of undecideds. 
Um, yeah. Mike Fultonevich, you still dealing with that junk or no? Like, if you had him in a mix, are you still having him? He he had a game or two there. Uh, one of the ones I watched, he he was pretty decent. Uh, which one was that? The Cardinals game had pretty good con- uh, command in that game, but otherwise he's been a mess. I, I'm. That's another guy who I'm probably ranking in the same ballpark as Keuchel, which means I'm lukewarm. Um, two-star week for Peter Lambert. The Colorado rookie looked great at Wrigley Field. Now it's a rematch at Coors. I did not bid on him. Mm-hmm. And he went for, he went for only a dollar in NL labor and I'm a little embarrassed. I don't have any room for him. I, I, I don't have anybody to drop for him or else I would have made a trade with GNL this week for Lester. But Lambert, like, are you buying here? Is this a guy who's going to be safe or is that just, uh, his debut was good? I think just his debut was good, and that might have been partially the product. Of, I mean, a lot of the, the debuters have, have kind of an advantage there. The other is just the scouting report, the lack of knowledge. Uh, but two cores games, I, I, I just really don't want any part. Uh, he's got Cubs. Who's the second one? The second one is the Padres, which is That's a good. decent matchup. You know why, though? That's probably the price to play uh, to pay what <sighs> price to play in labor, because you have to lock the player in for the long haul. Turkey leg. That's what I was looking for. Wait, you were serious about that? I just forgot what it's called. <laughs> I just forgot. Like, I think something's wrong with my brain. I might be concussed. No, I'm serious. Like, I couldn't remember what that word was. I'm forgetting words all the time. I wanted to call Kyle something before the show, and I can't remember that what word those, either. What were those fried cookies we shared? He, like, talked uh, the, down the, to me. The, like, the, what the was the word? Con- no, was, like, uh, I can't remember. Condescending? That's the word. Jeez. You were condescending. If I have to come up with a word for which I was, then I'm no longer it. Well, you know, <laughs> Wednesday briefly, ESPN has Brandon Woodruff, who's a big strikeout guy. Like, there's Clevenger comps here for the strikeouts and, and like, a high year right from, like, two or three years ago. How's that for a comp on Woodruff? I like that. Yeah, and was it, it – I think it was 2016. He led all of minor league baseball in Ks. So, yeah, it's it's not like this is brand new. Yeah, he gives stuff up, but he's it's not Samarja-like either. But, like, he that's a lot of strikeouts for Brandon Woodruff. I don't think people realize how many. Now, he's at Houston against Verlander. Oh, I hate that they moved it's him up to that series. Not a matchup you want. Oh. And actually, you want Woodruff hitting because he's a really good hitter. Do you know what Do you know what happened here when they switched him? They no, took I him, don't. They took him out of AT&T Park and dropped him into Minute Maid Park against the Astros. Well, that that's bad. Yeah, I mean, you can't... Well, you can ask for a more you can polarizing ask for worse. Matches, But yeah, <laughs> at cores. <laughs> uh, Cal Quantrill at San Fran. You want that. I have Quantrill in labor, and uh, I'm hoping for good stuff there. I know he's going back to the minors in a week or whatever. Uh, one last thing, one last comp I wanted to make for you. This is based on wins. Spencer Turnbull and Madison Bumgarner. Based on wins. You realize Bumgarner has three wins, and Turnbull yeah. doesn't win at all because he's on Detroit. But look at their other numbers. Like... I almost traded Bumgarner in that league, and I was getting something I needed, power. But, man, he's not winning 10 games unless he gets traded. Bumgarner had more complaints about uh, theoretical black flips than he had wins that? yesterday. I, look, at least he didn't throw at him. I, I thought for sure he was gonna, I, next time up he's going to throw at his I've watched head. that replay four times, and I'm like, well, he's nuts. Where, but where was the bat flip or the, the nothing, taking like, your time? I don't know first. why you're getting mad. At the, don't give up a homer. Into the, it's not the ocean, the by the way. The Muncie response exactly. is amazing. Give up the homer. That's is great. But look, the only thing I cared about there is don't hit him with a pitch the next time up. And he didn't. But they face each other next week. That's what. All right, so he's gonna he's gonna nail next week in L.A. I hope not. Get suspended. Hold on. I hope not. With these people, you don't throw a baseball, a projectile, ninety miles per hour, and like Twitter lit up with like, what's wrong with me? Like when I said that. Really, what's wrong with me? You want somebody throwing at your head? All right. I, what, how can I, I just... Uh, I don't get it. But I was glad baseball. to see Acuna go deep off of Rania, by the way. I was happy to see that. Yeah, he deserved that. 
that uh, that annoyed me. Yeah, that was. I remember last year. Actually, I think that was uh, that was a, an AJ show, and I remember he and I were. I was ranting. <laughs> I thought, and like that Mets pitcher who gave up a couple homers and then threw at the next guy, Desmond. Oh, Why are you doing that? After Daniel Murphy went through. How do you yeah. not get suspended for that? Like, until the suspensions are 20 games, I just don't get it. Somebody's going to get hurt. Anyway, up next, hash browns. Nobody gets hurt there. Kyle, right. you better not throw at me. I couldn't I mean, throw fast enough to hurt you, Tristan. How am I? Like, I just, like, I mean, obviously Twitter's, like, the worst place. But, like, how are people this dumb? It's the worst. Like, they, they just, they think, uh, What, that, that... It's okay to throw at hitters. Like, push them back off the plate. Don't hit them in the head, but, like, hit them in the back or in their butt. Like, uh, no. Baseballs are going 95 miles per hour. You can't do that. Not to mention you're hitting somebody for doing their job well. Like, I, I just don't get that. Yeah, yeah, I don't get that. I mean, Max Muncie, by the way, homing off a lefty, having another amazing season. Yeah. Not as amazing, but pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's almost as if they're applying the appropriate regression to last year, and he's still the same player, which it's amazing. Like yeah. nobody even knew Max, who Max Muncy was a year ago, but he wasn't like some prospect or some rookie. Like he basically like flamed out. Mm-hmm. Like who is this year's Muncy that just came from nowhere? Like to put up Tommy Lastella. All right, that's that'll work. <laughs> that'll work. Very similar circumstance too. And by the way, in a city that I hear is pretty close to where Muncy is, I think. Yeah, it's the same suit. Turkey leg. That's what it was. Yeah, I got it. You're going to make fun of me now? <laughs> no, I just love, love it. it. That's not very nice. <laughs> I, you just crossed the line. I'll buy you a turkey leg next time. I don't want it. All way, right, when I watch you eat head, that though. at a baseball game, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, like what are you, an what? animal? The the Bulls one was better. That was So true. come to Philly. We'll go to a game. Okay. Not today. No, it's going to rain. A Listella is a good comp for last year's Muncie. Although, actually, although, Listella's going to hit 25 home runs. Remember like a month ago when you thought thought I was crazy? He's going to hit 25 home runs. The metrics didn't support it. and They still know, don't, still but he's still doing it. And and all I can go back to is that that ballpark, by lowering the line in right field, has made a huge you difference. You need to part, reassess part your metrics, Tristan, because people who just hit fly balls like that and don't hit grounders... And like know which pitches to swing at, like Yelich is doing. Yelich still has a high ground ball rate, but that he also is hitting for home runs. His home run to fly ball should not be sustainable, but I think at this point we can say it is. I don't think home run to fly ball rate is sustainable over long haul, though not at those levels. You don't think Yelich is going to hit forty five home runs? Hmm? You don't think Yelich is going to hit forty five home runs this year? Well, I mean, considering how many he has in the tank already, this is the thing for me. It's all about what comes. I don't care about what's okay, in the so, tank already. So you don't think Yelich has another eight home run month or several of them? I think he does have another eight home run month. Yeah, he's probably going to get to your number. I don't think that's absurd. I think that that looking at a sixty homer season is getting absurd. I have a fox at my window. What the heck is going on a here? A fox? A fox just walked up to my window of my office. Is he looking at you? Or are you guys looking at each other? Is there eye contact? Like for like a split second? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a jinx? I can't be good. How come the doorbell thing didn't go off? <laughs> like Everybody every knows show. foxes don't Because that window's not at my front door. Yeah. Come <laughs> okay, on, Eric. So Mr. That's Fox, go to the front door. I want to hear Tristan answer the door <laughs> during the show again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, I can tell when we're wasting time. What questions do we have? <laughs> I'm, I'm good like that. Oh, Nothing man. it's by you, Eric. Seth wants you to compare and contrast DD. That's condescending. That wasn't. That's clearly condescending. You're just showing off because you know the word now. <laughs> <laughs> Seth wants you to compare and contrast Didi with Tatis the rest of the year. Ooh. Wow. That's appealing. Wow. They both need to be rostered in every league. 
They do. I'm surprised DD's not more popular. I just think half of the people playing aren't paying attention. But DD is going to hit 15 home runs in the second half of the season. And Tatis is going to be even better. And steal bases. And score runs leading off. I would say Tatis because of the stolen bases. But I probably, if I thought DD was playing the entire season, would have ranked him like in the fifth or sixth round. Now I would have Tatis ahead of that. Ahead of the fifth or sixth round, okay. Yeah, the steals. Look, do. in next year's drafts, Fernando Tatis is going before the fifth round. He is. Yeah. Why are you so saddened by that? He's awesome. no, it's it's shortstop is just such an awesome position that then when I'm thinking about where he'd rank among the shortstops, I don't even care about that. I'm telling you, I'll take a Tatis over Correa. I love Tatis. Okay. And Correa yeah. missing his thirty games a year doesn't steal any bases. I Why mean, Bre- Bregman immediately comes to mind. Xander Bogarts comes to mind. Uh, I'm trying Bogarts to think versus Tatis would be close for me, right? And that's and Bogarts is probably going to get a, a third, fourth round ranking. So uh, not by me. I would say where are you putting him? Probably fifth. I probably had him there this year. Okay. He doesn't steal bases, and you never know yeah. where he's going to hit in the lineup. That, but but Bogarts because he doesn't steal bases brings this back to Didi versus Tatis. I, I agree with you. Just because of the steals, and because Tatis is probably going to steal what f- twelve to 15, fifteen more bases. Yeah, I think Didi versus Bogarts is a pretty decent comparison. I I love Didi's swing for Yankee Stadium. He's kind of from that Curtis Granderson school of let's try to go for pull power, put the ball in the Who air. Who more home runs the rest of the season, Didi or Bogarts? Didi. I, I agree. And Bogarts is rostered in every league, so why D- shouldn't Didi? Didi will probably be competitive for the home run lead at the position the rest of the way. I agree. I love him. And he's going to play every day. They're not sitting him once or twice a week to rest him, right? So, they, Well, they might initially, but I think after the All-Star break, he's a locked-in guy. That they need Didi. Me. Didi's a key Yankee here. Oh, key. They're in first place without everybody. Don't give me key. He's a key Yankee. Um, I think, man, Didi over Bogarts. I didn't think we'd get there, but we just got there. <laughs> I'm... But 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 is uh, you see this is the thing Xander Bogart's batting average I think is a little more locked in than Didi's that that does make up a good amount of the difference I'd put um, Bogart's ahead I think it's close actually and you know by the way Bogart's is only number nine among shortstops for, for the season on the player radar how is he ahead of Ketel Marte man Ketel Marte's gonna hit thirty five home runs he's yeah. number ten Swanson yeah. might do hit thirty five home runs he's number eleven batting average and steals play way too much of a role like in this player radar but. Okay, what's next? Chip wants to know how you're projecting Victor Robles in keeper leagues. What is his overall ceiling? Yeah, a lot of people are unhappy with uh, Victor Robles and want to drop him. And, you know, I thought his numbers were a little bit different. Like, his batting average is lower than I expected. And I don't know why he doesn't steal more bases, but he's still, like, e- even if this is the, an old Ian Desmond season, like, he's got nine homers and nine steals after 62 games. He's going to go 2020. He may bat only 250 doing it, and but he's also scored a bunch of runs. Like he could end up with 80 runs scored and a 2020 season batting 250. That's better than what Desmond's going to do this year. I think Robles is a top 40 outfielder in fantasy. I would not drop him. That's too many. That's too much power and speed. I'm disappointed in his approach at the plate. I thought he'd walk more. That's not a good walk rate at all. It's got to be like five percent. I thought it'd be closer to 10 percent. He, he is, is 22 years old. He's only going to get better. I'm telling you, Victor Robles is a future star in fantasy. He's like a, at some point in his future, and it's obviously not this year, this is a 25-40 guy who bats 275. I love Robles, but I would not drop him this year. 
I'd agree. I think there's a lot of, of dynasty potential in him. Uh, but the metrics, especially the StatCast ones, don't grade him well. To answer the people who want to know why I say dynasty and Nary and all those ridiculous things, it's, it's I think it's partly because of Game of Thrones. I want to talk like they do. That's all. I'm not trying to be cute. I'm sort of not to, trying to be condescending like our producer here. Hey, now. I'm just saying, like... For the record, I wasn't the condescending one. How would they say condescending on that show? Condescending. Con- condescending. Condescending. Okay. <laughs> I can do that. Um, do you know, his his K rate's nearly double what it is in AAA. Robles? Yeah. Oh, he's nearly double. He looks overwhelmed. He know what he's looking like. I, 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 this is not a good comp because the other guy didn't hit for power or run. He The last couple weeks, he's looked to me like Kingery did last year, where these, these aren't even competitive at bats. Right. But, and, and Kingery just went on for four months like that. I hope Robles doesn't do that. Every game right. is like 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. I think he could be awesome. I think he's going to turn it around really soon. I, I like the comp where you're going because that reminds about the lengthy adjustment that some prospects take in the majors, but that the raw talent is putting forth useful fantasy numbers right now, and it wasn't for Kingery. Speaks volumes about his long-term talent. And Kingery's a 2020 guy, too, although they don't run enough from the steel 20. But um, They're getting creative. I like I like that they're using him more. Oh, he's the re- everyday center fielder. Who are you going to play yep. there? Yeah. They have to play him in center field. But, like, Roma Quinn is going to come back soon, and Hazley's not dead. He'll be back in a couple weeks. I, I would leave Kingery alone. The, the problem is Michael Franco is just, after the first couple weeks, he's done. He's done. But but at least then you know you have the safety net of dropping him into third base every day if you had to. Right. I would like to see Hay- – you know who Hazley is? Hazley is, is a guy – Hazley's Marcakis. He would hit 280 every year with 12 home runs and 75 ribs if you just left him alone about him sixth or seventh. Adam Hazley has a nice left-handed swing. He hits the opposite field. He's not going to strike out a ton. He'll walk a little. I think Hazley is the next Marcakis. How about that comp? Huh. I like that in an on-base percentage. That's uh, a good works. comp. He's not going to hit 20 home runs. Doesn't steal bases. But On a scale of 1 to 10, how proud are you of that comp? I lo- I'm more proud than I am. Of- <laughs> See, you, that you figured out. <laughs> in your condescending way. But I do think that I'm a good comp guy. You're very good. I have very few strengths in this show. But the comps are one of them. I'm just saying in that. Game of Thrones language, you're up there. You're up there. You know what? You shouldn't hate me the way you do. I'm just saying, like, I love you. Right? You're getting obvious here. You don't need to be so obvious. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break from your hate and read something from ZipRecruiter um, because I, you know we need to move on. What if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Now, ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. Just download the ZipRecruiter job search app, let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in, and its technology starts doing the work for you. The ZipRecruiter app finds jobs you will like, puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone like you. If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know, so if you're interested in the job, you can apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. Based on a third-party survey, seven out of ten people who found an new job on ZipRecruiter increased their salaries. Disclaimer, these were the results of a 2017 U.S. survey of over 500 ZipRecruiter users who got hired for a job they found on ZipRecruiter. Our listeners should download the free ZipRecruiter job search app today. Don't wait and let the power of technology work for you. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job. And Maybe at some point we can do that for Kyle here, where he can go to a place where where love shines. Interesting. And everybody's rainbows and unicorns. Rainbows and, and unicorns. I got everything I need right here. I'm happy here. <laughs> I, like, Tristan, I'm all right. He's been a little negative today. 
I, I don't know. I think a little on edge. I I don't know if you know. Oh, this he's is on edge. Kind of a big game. basketball game yeah, tonight. Yeah, he, he's somebody's he's never been to Toronto before, but he's a Raptors. Goodness, fan. Like somebody's okay. a little too wrapped up in his finals right now. Yeah, hey, and NBA I finals. The, I don't yes. mean the, the college or studying and, kind. And we got a game seven in hockey on Wednesday. There's nothing better yes. than game seven yeah. in any sport. That'll be the first hockey game I watch this year, but I will tune in for every second. I watched of it. last night. I loved it. I well, I wanted St. Louis to win. Boston's won enough things. Yeah, and the Blues have yeah. never won a Stanley Agreed. Cup. Game sevens, Game especially seven in hockey, awesome. are unbelievable. And I want to see one in basketball too. I know you don't. But no. I want to see. I want to see that push because that'd be that a crazy be atmosphere, fun. though. Toronto Game Seven, I'd like it. Ooh. Yeah, there was a Game Seven. In Toronto. You don't want to get yeah, there. It ended very well. You yeah, don't want to get there. That would if he takes that shot a hundred times, it goes in what ten. Less than one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be less than one. It went in once. No, I'm saying it's under one percent chance. That's still you still make it once in a while. But. All right, uh, whatever. Next, <laughs> yeah, we got two more questions here. Uh, other than who you want to win tonight, we got Greg. He's in a shallow keeper league. Wants to know Stanton or Altuve long term. Wow, Altuve should have been back like two weeks ago. When I was in Houston, he was like day to day for coming off the injured list. And yeah, he's still back. Not back. Yeah, different injury. And Stanton, Stanton plus Judge is one of my sad stats of the season. <laughs> their, oh. their games played in home runs. Oh. They just combined. They have the same amount of home runs as Votto, yeah. and Votto has half the home runs he should have. Um, Which I, one's younger, Stanton or Altuve? Mm-hmm. It's probably Stanton. Nope, nope. That's probably Altuve. Uh, <laughs> Man, you are good. <laughs> six months, roughly six months. <laughs> I would take Altuve. Would you? Yeah, people seem to forget that before last year, Stanton couldn't stay healthy. Some weren't his fault. Some, you know, somebody threw at him. But I and Altuve in the future is probably not stealing twenty bases a year. But I still feel like Altuve for the rest of the season, given three months, he would bat three ten with some power. Maybe that run. I do worry a bit about what the injuries have done to Altuve over the past year and a half. But I, I think that his skill set is less likely to steeply downturn. I think Stanton's got the danger of that. Not imminent, but like no, when, I, when it falls apart for Stanton, don't you think it's going to fall off a cliff? Um, yeah, he's not going to age like Nelson Cruz. He's going to age like Miguel Cabrera and Pujols. Oh, boy. And you know it. Oh, boy. Uh, except for the longer home runs. But like he, he, has a, he has a season in his future where he plays like 110 games and doesn't get on base, and but he might hit 30 homers. I, I would. I don't think he's a, a good keeper at all. I don't think either is a good keeper, to be honest. But. Well, I still think they've got a decent amount of time to, to contribute to. But you know, for this season, like they don't even need Judge or Stanton or Severino until like August. The division, like I, I know, Rays fans and Red Sox fans. I think the Yankees are a playoff team, and I think they can win the division with what they have. And if you're them, like I, I don't, I wouldn't rush anybody back. I'm almost surprised Didi came back this soon. Didi's been pushing to come back for a month now. I'm surprised Andujar didn't wasn't just sat for three months to see if his arm felt better in July. They they wanted to do that, and I'm not sure quite why they brought him back when they did. And I know not, Didi's Didi's been it felt like he could come back a month ago. He was even saying in the interviews pregame. Can you believe DJ LeMay was doing this out of course? He showed no interest in doing like this on road games, and now look at him. It's also a good park for him, but yeah, you'd think the skill set doesn't play to Yankee Stadium, which really amps up the power, and that's not his game. Anyway, I, I think he's regressing. Days. I think DJ LeMay, who does regress pretty noticeably. Uh, okay, that's that's not positive. 
And what else we got? Right, last one here. Marcus is surprised at the lack of downgrading Ozzy Elbies in the ranks this year. He can't hit right-handed pitching. Can you explain why he, why you are still confident in Elbies? He's not that good. He's not that good. And even if Swanson wasn't doing this, they would have had to move Marcakis to number two. They can't bat Ozzy Elbies second in the lineup because he's not that good. A lot of the power last year came in the first, what, month or two? Yep. And his second half was terrible. And he's not even stealing bases, which is a voluntary act. Um, you know, like, I watch Albies playing. Like, he just gives away so many at-bats. He's not a strikeout guy. He's walking fine. He's not batting eighth. So, like, it's a legit walk rate. Like, I'm surprised he's not doing more. But you're right. Whoever wrote that. Like, he's an automatic out against right-handed pitching. Yeah. The, the split is a real problem. Splits are terrible. I'm trying to dig up his uh, past calendar year numbers because I remember it was about, wasn't it about now where he started cooling down? Yeah, I mean, it was there after like a month or six weeks. And 260, uh, 267, 319, 419. Like, okay, so he cooled a little later than this last year. I should write a blog on just like over the past calendar year, look some of these numbers. You wouldn't believe, like people overrate players. Albies is one of the 10 players being most overrated because of what he started out at last year. Yeah. If you look at his numbers over the past 162, he shouldn't even be rostered. In a, in a mixed league, I and I I gave him more regression than the average in my ranks in the preseason, and it wasn't enough. So this it's a good question, and I will address this in my ranks next time. I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying like people no, look at him question. and say, "Oh, I have to have him. He's my starting second baseman." And you're disappointed by the numbers, but maybe you shouldn't be. And this is like obviously Jose Ramirez is in a different plane here, okay? But what he did in the final two months last season, nobody took seriously. I wish I hadn't ranked him in my first round. I'm not sure I ranked him top five, but like, I really wish I'd taken this final, his numbers for the final two months more seriously. I thought, oh, maybe his wrist hurt. He'll be Mm -hmm. fine this year. The power and speed are legit. Everything looked legit last year for Jose Ramirez. And, you know, next year he's going in round 10 at best. And there were people who saw this and did downgrade him in the industry. And I'm sorry that I don't remember the specifics. I wish I had downgraded him more. They, they, they saw something. Well done. That, that happens. I think Albies is a, a decent, baseball player here i don't think <laughs> yeah he, he can turn this around yeah but what's what's his ceiling now see i i felt like albies was a 15 homer at best kind of guy and my hope was he could get back up to 20 steals and he'd give you a good on base percentage i, I you know beyond that mm. i mean this is a game of adjustments and a pitcher's adjusted to him and he hasn't adjusted back dansby swanson has adjusted after a terrible two seasons really at the plate mm-hmm and he's a smart number two hitter. Um, anyway, that is all. On Monday's Baseball Tonight podcast, Buster and Tim Kirkjian discussed the latest with David Ortiz, the war of words between Max Muncie and Madison Bumgarner, and a whole lot more. Find the show wherever you get your podcast, and we do hope that Big Poppy gets better after a terrible incident. Uh, anyway, good luck to David Ortiz. I'm sure he'll be okay. It sounds like he's going to be okay. Um, any final thoughts from you, Tristan? I'll, I'll give you a geeky stat if you like. Oh, really? Yeah. The geeky stat of the day. Holy freak out! The geek is gone for sure! You like XWOBA? XWOBA? Sure. Yeah? For people who aren't familiar with this, expected WOBA, this is what the StatCast data does to tell you what they should have been expected to do based on the quality of contact and where they hit it. Victor Robles, 287 in this category. That is 250th place out of 318. And you know who he's only five points better than? Joey Votto. <laughs> I'll look where Votto is in a second. <laughs> but your favorite, Greg Garcia. Joey Votto is at 318. Awful. 
21 points ahead of Victor Robles. It's awful. And speaking of awful, get well soon, Mitch Hanniger. We're not going to discuss any more on that topic. Yikes. We are done for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. And I think we'll be back on Thursday. And hopefully, Kyle will be in a little bit of a better mood and not so full of hate and condescension. But we'll see what yeah, happens. We'll see. We'll see what happens. That's all for today. For, uh, for Tommy, for Kyle, for Tristan, I'm Eric. Have an awesome day. Everything is awesome. Darkness.